<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi, a quick note about ads from us, your hosts. We are picky about our advertisers and all of our partners or brands or products that we either use ourselves or that we think our audience would benefit from knowing about. Working with advertisers is what allows us to make this show and they keep working with us because you, our listeners, use the unique links and codes they provide. It's one of the most meaningful ways to support what we do. So thanks for that. We're really, really grateful. If you're ever looking for a specific code, head to a thing or two hq.com slash sponsors and you'll find them all. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to A Thing or Two, a deep dive into stuff we think more people should know about. I'm Claire Mazer. And I'm Erica Cerullo. To share your thoughts on this episode or anything really, leave us a voicemail at 833-632-5463 or DM us on Instagram at A Thing or Two HQ. And join our Geneva. It's fun chat in there. It's a big old chat room. There's a story I've been wanting to tell you about. Mm -hmm. I gave you like a sneak preview the other day, but man, I just can't stop thinking about it. So over the holidays, I was in New Orleans with Thomas and my cousin, and we were walking along the riverfront, and there was like a couple there with a dog, and then another dog approached. And the first couple, the the fellow shouted at the dog, verbal leash, verbal (laughs) leash. (laughs) and Thomas had never heard this my cousin Bella had never heard this this was like new to everyone and I clearly you and I are not and so it was meant the the your impression was that the phrase verbal leash was meant to act as a verbal leash as a physical leash also yeah it just just to play the role of leash yeah 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 (laughs) Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So I poked around this a little. It feels like the sequel to, oh my God, I'm so tired. My brain is short-circuiting. <laughs> it feels like the sequel to that, the Parker Posey Westminster Dog Show oh, documentary. Best in Show. Best in Show. It feels like the sequel to Best in Show. Best like in show, Parker Posey's colon, character verbal is definitely leash. using this phrase. <laughs> a thousand percent. It's Parker Posey and the husband's show. Like they they open a dog training. Mm-hmm program and verbal leash is their signature and, and they get it, a reality show like Cesar Milan. Huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's green light it. Let's right. green light it. Did it um, work? No. Like, so, okay. So I did a poke, some poking online and mm-hmm. apparently the concept of verbal leash is that you're, you're just using commands that your dog knows to get them to do what you want them to do. I like, mean, of course that's every dog command. Claire, right. <laughs> but I think people have started, and again, we're going to need some call-ins from some actual mm-hmm. dog people, because if you okay. cannot tell yeah. by now, we are not them. Yeah. 
I think people have started to be like, use this idea, this concept of verbalization, not the language, not the language of shouting mm-hmm. verbalization at your dog, but the concept to try to get around leash laws and to be like, oh, no, 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 no. My dog. Oh, for fuck's sake. My that, dog. No. She's on a verbal leash. Are you serious? Yeah, that is my that is my basic sense. That is my basic sense. I don't know why. I can't explain it, but it feels to me like the people who utilize verbal leash are the same people who are doing evacuation communication with their kids. The thing where what? you just never put your kid in a diaper, you just teach you learn oh, what that their is signals what it's called. are. I always <laughs> think it's like a fire drill, but no. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, no, they're evacuating I, their bowels. In my mind, I'm like, it's like stop, drop, and roll. But for 2023, no, you're right. It's it's for pooping. No, I, and it feels it's for somehow. Yeah. It, the reason, okay, I actually can explain it. It's because you are <laughs> expecting way too much of the creatures in your life who are not evolved to a place of being able to utilize the same like language and function that you are. And I, that is why I think that the Venn diagram of those two groups is in fact a circle. I love it. I love it. I obviously believe that dogs can respond to commands and that they might know their name at least by how you say it, right? (laughs) Mm -hmm. But the idea that the dog is responding to you shouting verbal leash was, it was, I just laughed for days. I just, I would love more thoughts. I would love more stories. I would love Mm -hmm. a better understanding of dog training, all of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I I would I, love the I Parker Posey movie. There's a ton mm-hmm. I'd like out of this. Yeah. Once she finishes season three of White Lotus, we'll move her on to this. I think she'll be ready for another I think starring she'll be ready role. Too. I think people will yeah. remember that they want more Parker Posey in their lives. And this is a fast oh, way course. to get that. Yeah, of course. I have something new to introduce, a new NIM. Uh, give it to me. Well, first of all, I just want to say that I love how much people are using RWI in Instagram thingies. Regrettably the, worth it for those the who don't people, know. The number of people who DM us and say, what is RWI? I always like to assume those people at that point have seen it four times and are like, okay, I give up. <laughs> so I did I did just add it to our Instagram bio. I was like, I think we're at a place now where <laughs> we that should is, just do the work for people. That is amazing. I begrudgingly picked up a new parenting book. And as you know, I just don't like parenting books. I'm like, parenting is hard and time consuming and boring enough. Now we have- And you don't want homework? Reading. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I would like to read for pleasure in my spare time. But I do like that Dr. Becky, who's everywhere online. I don't even watch her religiously. I watch snippets because again, I don't like parenting education, but it's necessary in some cases. So I picked up her book, which also is a decent length. It's not too long. I got to give her credit. A central theme in her parenting philosophy is MGI, most generous interpretation, which I was like, wow, how fantastically useful across so many spheres. That's not a parenting thing. That is just, yeah, a way to live. Most generous interpretation. I will say that in general, part of the beauty of this book is that it is really just about relationships and people in general. What is this book called? It's called Good Inside. So Dr. Becky, if you are not familiar, is the parenting, Instagram parenting expert of the moment. She has a podcast. She came out with this book, I think a year or two ago. The book, and I hesitate to say this because it's not something that would make me want to pick up a parenting book because, again, I just, I, I don't want to be poked in this way, but it, it it's made me tear up a couple times because it's definitely a little bit of like exploring your own shit 
and it it's it and this description would not make me want to read it, but it's simple. <laughs> You're and like, straight. I keep selling it to you in ways I wouldn't want it to be. Sold well, it's to me, the but, ultimately yeah. R, it's the ultimate RWI. It, this book yeah. is regrettably worth it, and she introduces something new, which is MGI, most generous interpretation, which is the lens through which she encourages you to approach your children, of course, and their behavior. What is the most generous interpretation of this behavior, this language, etc. But it, like, does she all, encourage you to approach it with your own parents too? Because that feels like, yes, <laughs> really honestly, applicable. yes. Yeah. And like, yeah. this is the, the both, like the beauty of this book is like, it, and, and any parenting book is that it's like common sense, right? Like the, the best parenting books are like, how would you feel if somebody talked to you the way you talk to your kids? It's not heavy handed. It's not woo woo. It's, it's very straightforward and it's not too long at least according to how much time Kindle says I have left reading it. So um, I trust Kindle. Yeah. I trust Kindle. But MGI, I love it. I'm going to try to use it. I think also having the NIM of it is useful as a way to keep it in your pocket at all times. That's right. Keep it on a verbal leash. (laughs) (laughs) You had a really important, I would say, Instagram exchange milestone. I don't know what to call it. Certainly one of the highlights of my holiday break. Um, I was going to say one of the highlights of your social media life. Would you, does that feel Probably. The movie, The Holiday, got a lot of love this holiday season. And I, I just feel like about time, about oh, time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm sure I've probably seen it all the way through at some point. Not in a really long time, though. I'd seen, I remember. Oh, I watching. watch it every year. Oh, yeah, not me. This I, this era of Jude Law is good, a good one for me, personally. Wh- what I found upon this viewing was like, I just only see Jude Law. And it's very hard for me to view him as like a good guy. Totally. I think that's fine. I think yeah. I probably just haven't engaged that much with actual Jude Law, which has helped. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, he looks great and it's very charming and I loved it. And so anyway, Chris and I sat down to watch the thing the whole way through. And there's a scene where Kate Winslet's character picks up the old man, Arthur. Iris. Ar- Iris and Arthur. Yeah. Iris and Arthur. He, he's having like a little dementia walk and you just like barely <laughs> see <laughs> That's what it is. You made it sound (laughs) so delightful. (laughs) And I think in some ways it was for him. Anyway, moving on. And you see in the back of her car for like a split second, these red and white striped shopping bags. And I was like, pause it. I was like, I think those are Vicente Foods shopping bags, which we talked about in the previous episode, Vicente Foods, because of our Hellman's mayonnaise discovery. (laughs) And wow, Chris and I, foods. So Chris much and I play you're getting as a grocer, <laughs> as a local single, single, single door, single door grocer. Yeah. In a city we don't live in. Much <laughs> beloved, though. We paused. Chris was like, no, the like width between the stripes is not right. And I was like, I don't know. I just feel like maybe they've like changed the design yeah. since it's been 2002 a minute since, or whenever this movie this came, out. came out. Yeah. So I DM'd her and she never responded. But then she posted about the holiday on her Instagram account. And so I asked her in the comments because I understand comments are sometimes easier to sort through than DMs. And I said, I still need to know. Um, <laughs> the still was acknowledging that she may have seen and ignored my original DM. I was a little bit wondering about the still. And the I'm still. glad that we're clearing that up. Yeah, I didn't know if I, you know, I reposted this exchange you know, to jump to the <laughs> to the finish on my grid because I was so thrilled when she did in fact respond. And I wondered in the caption if I needed to explain no. the still, but I thought this is the perfect forum. <laughs> I think trying to explain the still in an Instagram <laughs> caption would have been a bridge too far. Yeah. Um, even for well, this anyway, thing that was already a bridge, a bit yeah. a bridge too far. No, okay, she, so what confirmed, she confirmed for me that they were Vicente Foods bags and I just felt so delighted. It was just such a 
crossover of all of my interests and enthusiasms. I felt so happy for Vicente Foods. I felt happy to know that like as which I already knew that this is the type of attention to detail and also memory for detail that Nancy Myers has in her life. I I have a cute few clarifying points to make. Mm-hmm. One, I would like to add that she also responded not she didn't just respond, she responded like within a half hour. <laughs> Immediately. Yeah. She felt seen. In well, in that way of being like, this confirms that this was not like a prop stylist. It wasn't just like mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. that was handed off to someone else yeah. to deal with. Like, mm-hmm. this is something this woman has thought about and not only thought about, but retained. retained. Like, yeah. this is important to her because these these moments are what make the difference. This is this is what does the thing. There was no question in my mind that she would know. Whether the answer was yes or no, I knew she would know. Because yeah. you don't get to be Nancy Myers without knowing. I think sure. that's it. I think that's yeah. it. I think that's exactly the point. I would like to end this on what you said, what your response to her was then. I love you so much. I love you so much. <laughs> I-O-Y-S-M. I-O-Y-S-M. I... <laughs> Sent this to my sister-in-law, Caitlin, mm-hmm. who the holiday is apparently her favorite movie, not just like her oh, favorite wow. holiday okay. movie, her favorite movie. And mm-hmm. she was moved by this exchange, of course. <laughs> and she was like, I-L-Y-S-M is the only appropriate response. It felt like, like it captured everything. I love you so much for responding. I love you so much for knowing. I love and remembering. I love you so much for the fact that you made sure that they were Vicente Foods bags. In exactly, the exactly, exactly. Yeah. And I love you so much for just being on this earth with me right now. Yes, yes. No, it was, it really delighted me. Even now, just discussing it, I have, you know, the joy has resurfaced for me. Delight it. Delight, 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 delight. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's time to get real about sex. I'm your host, Carter Cruz, ex-porn star, DJ, and professional party girl. And this is X-Virgin, the podcast. Get ready for wild conversations with porn stars, kink enthusiasts, and listeners. Basically, anyone who isn't afraid to bear it all. There are no limits. 
This show is all about owning your sexuality and taking it there. So have an open mind and get ready to join the madness. Listen to a new episode of X-Virgin every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, something that came up on our Instagram DMs recently that I decided I needed to discuss further is sleeping in socks. Mm. Someone shared as a thingy, emergency sleep socks by the bed for when you wake up cold and can't fall back asleep. And I just sort of like nodded through when that mm-hmm. w- nodded when that came through. Mm-hmm. And we got multiple responses from people yeah. being like, this is like psychopath behavior. Serial who killer behavior. Socks. Yeah. Like, like what is going on here? Yeah. And I sleep in socks sometimes. And I had no idea this was controversial. Oh, you didn't know? No. Where would I learn that sleeping in socks is controversial? At a sleepover in like fifth grade. Well, I mean, (laughs) I think, well, honestly, I just, that's where I learned. I remember somebody once being like, oh, you wear underwear to bed. My mom says you should never wear underwear to bed because you have to let your vagina breathe. Like that's where you learn these little things that people have I want to come back to that too, because that, yeah, because that was a real (laughs) moment. I don't sleep in them regularly, but like sometimes my feet get fucking cold because circulation and yeah. I, well, I mean. I actually don't know. I could not pinpoint for you at what point, like when this became a thing for me. And I don't think it was ever intentional. I had, I think any sort of sleep habit you have is controversial for some (laughs) portion of the population. I think that's probably right. Yeah. I did know that some people would be upset about it. I don't know where I had the awareness that it was controversial. It is controversial for me because I cannot. And I will go to bed wearing socks sometimes if my feet are cold, but I will always have to take them off because at some point, like right before I fall asleep, my feet feel incredibly suffocated. To, to come back to the underwear thing, I was told this at a sleepover probably like in fifth grade that you're not supposed to wear. I mean, again, this is like everybody's mom has their own ideas about these things and teaches you what you should or shouldn't do. My mom had no idea about any of these things, which oh, I think is maybe either. how I got got here. Yeah. Erica, I had probably while reading the Dr. Becky book, I don't actually know, but I've been having some parenting realizations as one does when they become a parent. I don't, my parents, I didn't have pajamas. I just wore <laughs> big t-shirts and boxers to bed. Like my parents had no opinions yeah. about what I should wear to sleep, but I cannot wear socks to bed. Ideally, I'm not wearing underwear to bed, but I I can and will. I have never heard this about you in my entire life. Well, if I'm like traveling and I only have one pair of pajamas, I'll wear them to bed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that kind but of thing. this is I just feel like, how did I not know this information? I, it never occurs to me to not sleep in underwear. Oh, it's quite freeing. I, I it just my I, mother was never worried about my vagina breathing <laughs> once. Neither was mine. It was just my friend's mom. But I think in general, what's happening is just as I've gotten older, I like I don't sleep as easily as I used to. So I'm becoming the princess in the pea where it's like I couldn't possibly you pull wear out all the stops. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But similar to the socks and underwear, this is why I can't wear a sleep mask. Like I just don't want stuff on me, you know? Clearly not. Clearly yeah. not. But you want to be covered. Do you want to be covered? Yes. I need to have a blanket on me. So this is the other thing. I also prefer to be cold at night. Yeah, I got an overhead fan last year. It was huge for me because yeah. I'm a little bit colder. So I rarely do Cold I wake room, up because warm bed. Of, yeah, or just weight on me. Yeah, well, weight on you. Yeah, yeah Like yeah, yeah. something on top of me. I can't sleep without 
you know, and I, I know I can't either is enough, but Claire, I cannot either. This yeah. is a fight that Thomas and I have regularly. He's like, I don't understand you. Just, why do we need a blanket in the summer? And I was like, because if I'm not under something, how yeah. could I possibly sleep? That's a crazy thought. I also have learned recently that I have to have my shoulders covered. Oh, interesting. Like I can't wear, if I'm wearing a tank top, the, the sheet, the like blanket has to be up over my shoulders. Oh, interesting. I can't have a cold shoulder. I am curious. I Maybe somebody can get back to us with some science on the sock thing because I do think there's something about it. But there, I I do, I ugh, yeah, I can feel the pain of being like, oh gosh, I fell asleep with socks on or I almost fell asleep with socks on. It's too much. Um, <laughs> Cam sleeps in socks. We've always just put them in him. Like I don't have a philosophical. Are you going to have to tell him about that later? No, I don't. Are you going to have to be like, sir, I know I did this to you, <laughs> but now you're going to have to train yourself to sleep without socks because it's going to be embarrassing for you. I for wish I Googled this before. I don't. Yeah. Do people know about this? I Well, clearly they do. But I think, is there a reason for it? Is, it is a there a reason for it? Another Instagram thingy from this week that got some traction. Yes. Somebody's thingy was telling her friends that she was pregnant at four weeks and feeling so liberated about it. A lot of people had very positive reactions to this. People, some people felt validated by it. Some people were like, well, this was all I needed to do it myself. I'm going to tell my friends this weekend. Ah, love. We've talked about this briefly before, but it's, it, it feels like this sort of like outdated custom to not share because the reason you don't share earlier is because the earlier you want and you are in your pregnancy, the higher likelihood there is of complications. And there was for a very long time and still is to some extent, all of this like sense of stigma and shame around miscarriage or pregnancy loss. And, and that it was something people didn't want to talk about or didn't want people right. to know about. But it seems to me so counterintuitive because if it happens, if some, like God forbid that happens, don't you want your community to be there to support you? Yes. Which I just, it would be crazy to me to not tell you, for example, when I was pregnant, I mean, I told you with, within moments, um, that to <laughs> the, be the like, stick wasn't dry. <laughs> to be like, <laughs> I've experienced this catastrophic thing in my life that I wasn't telling you about in case the catastrophic thing happened. Right, right. No, I think that's exactly it. I had a friend tell me recently at five weeks and she's exactly the sort of person who would, of course, want to want me to know and want to be able to yeah. talk about it, want to be able to share if there was like ever something that needed to be talked about. Like, it's just, yeah, it does. It just feels outdated. Um, I think the flip side of it is a lot of people don't want to talk about it. And I, I actually do have a friend who is a very private person. We're very close friends. She told me once she got pregnant that she had miscarried earlier in the year. And I wasn't at all surprised. And I totally got it. And I was like, yeah, or not, not that I wasn't surprised by the miscarriage. I wasn't surprised that this had happened. And I wasn't finding out about it until now. She is the type of person who likes to deal with tough stuff and grief in private and just like go through that sort of on her own or just with one other person. And so I didn't, I didn't take it personally. I wasn't hurt. I didn't like judge her in any way for not having told me about it earlier. So it's not as if like, I don't think we're saying you must, but I just something to consider. You that can. This is, you can. can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I also I just think the like 12 week rule or whatever just feels so arbitrary yeah. in general. Like do it earlier. Do it, it like tell your work later. Like you don't have to tell somebody just because you're showing like it's you know, mind your own business, everybody. You know what I will say was the other thing for me that when I went through it became like so cruel about the idea of secret keeping was that I just felt like such shit. 
Like, and I- Especially early on. Yeah. And I couldn't function in any way resembling normalcy. And so when I did tell, for example, our team at work, it was such a huge relief for me. And it's like, to ask women to carry the burden of feeling that way and then not being able to <laughs> explain it in any way and just like hide it and it is it feels unnecessary if you don't want to. Yeah, you get to choose. Yeah, you yeah. get to choose. We were having a subway conversation a few weeks ago that we <laughs> that we wanted to get into further here. Yeah, we paused it. There's been this like ongoing conversation in general with celebrities, but it always, you know, resurfaces in the cycle around celebrities speaking up about stuff that's going on in the world politically, socially. Yeah. We're calling it it Beyonce activism. Yeah. Well, because it's a lot of people have been talking about Beyonce recently with regards to more like current events and being really critical of her for not speaking up about stuff. And you and I have, I think, always had the same sort of outlook on it, which is like, why do we require somebody just because they're famous to to talk about this? And I finally landed on the right analogy for it, which is that like expecting your favorite musicians or artists or actors to also be your favorite, to be activists is like that thing that Esther Perel talks about where she's like, why do we expect our spouses to also be our best friend and our co-parent and parent and pastor and therapist and mother. And like, it's not every, not one person can play all the roles. Right. I dug up the quote. I, cause I'd so internalized it. I couldn't, you were the one who was like, it's an Esther Perel thing. And I was like, I don't know. I feel like this is just like an adage we all know now. <laughs> she she thanks, says, thanks to her perhaps. Yeah. She, so she said, today we turn to one person to provide what an entire village once did a sense of grounding, meaning and continuity. At the same time, we expect our committed relationships to be romantic as well as emotionally and sexually fulfilling. Is it any wonder that so many relationships crumble under the weight of it all? Which I, it's the same, it's same thing with like, we want our movie stars to also be activists, to also be influencers, to also be entertainers. Like you have to be all of the things and to have a really compelling and entertaining personal life. And it like, I do think the influencer thing and like obviously social media has quickened all of this and like exacerbated all of it because now that everybody has an Instagram account or TikTok account or whatever, it's like, if you are talking at all online, you must be talking about everything online. But it just seems crazy to me. Like, of course I want Taylor Swift to tell everybody not to vote for Trump, but like, I also didn't elect her to office. So it's not in her job description. This is the thing for me. This is the thing. There was a newsletter that I read recently that I don't need to get into much detail, but it was like this, the installment of the newsletter was all about how Taylor Swift should be doing more to contend with a climate crisis. <laughs> and re- just reading it, I felt so old. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? When there are just some days where you're like, wow, no, yeah. I, I'm ancient because I just deeply disagree with this. I'm angry that yeah. you're asking this. Like, can she just, I don't know, can she just be a pop star? Can she yeah. just be, be a pop star and like, can she be an escape for people? And in, instead, can we ask our elected officials and our governments to do more to contend with the climate crisis? Like maybe, I don't know, those people whose fucking job it is could do it. And I just want to clarify. This newsletter, because you sent it to me and I felt equal outrage. It, if it mentioned her private jet usage at all, it was minimally. It was not the point. It was not that criticizing. Was it, it, it wasn't about it, her personal her- carbon footprint. It, correct. It was talking about why isn't she speaking out? Why isn't, why isn't she, she making her Bra- this her platform? Why isn't she in Brazil making this a platform, et cetera, et cetera. Do I want our celebrities to have good values and support societal good? 
Of course. Of course. But like, and like, would it be nice? Of course. Is it fair to criticize, cancel, disown them for this? I don't think so. I mean, whatever. Everybody can have their own relationship. Everybody gets to have their own to celebrity. Yeah, totally. Totally. But it seems a lot to me. I just also feel like these same people who are upset that Beyonce isn't speaking out against XYZ are the same people who are upset that we're electing celebrities to office like Donald Trump and who would like go on and say like, you know, this is this is how we ended up. This is the problem. This is the problem. Well, do you want your celebrities to be elected officials or not? Do you want them to fulfill the same rules or not? Maybe they could just be this one thing and you could appreciate them for this one thing. You know what I think it also is for me? We all as plebs mimic celebrity behavior in our own social media like presences. And I think we that has part of what has gotten us to a place of just like a lot of people sharing half-baked, not fully informed opinions about every old thing that happens because everybody feels like they also should be a social media activist if their celebrities are. So if we could just allow celebrities not to be, then maybe everybody could just donate to causes, commit to to commit to reading like listen and learn like these sorts of things instead of regramming nonsense that you like haven't looked into. Yes. I think that's you hit the nail on the head. I think it's also people being like, well, I feel pressured to make a statement or I feel moved to make a statement. Therefore, if I have to do it, why isn't Beyonce? And I think it's just this like inability to see that just because social media activism can have a great impact because it can be effective, doesn't mean everybody has to do it. Less and more powerful would be better. (laughs) I also just want to say, like, I don't think what we are saying is the same as like the whole stay in your lane. Oh, God, no. Just shut up and sing. I'm thrilled for people to do (laughs) it if they want to. What, you know, especially if they happen to share my values, I'm happy for them to do it. Like, would I be thrilled? Don't ask people to do things that aren't their job. Yeah. That's I, what it is. If they want to, fine. Sure. Again, like if Beyonce wants Everybody to say Everybody gets something. to do volunteer activities of their choosing. Yes. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. yeah. Don't expect your partner to be your everything. Don't expect your Beyonce to be your everything. No, let's not. Let's not. I welcome to the blank is having a moment segment <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> and you're and you've brought something today. I have. I would say a you brand new you. car. <laughs> I would actually kind of say that you started this. You think so? Well, it was your friend who got a job there. My friend did get a job there. We started talking about Rivian at the end of last year because your friend got a job there. And every time it came up, you were like, what's the name? It's like a RAV4. And it would take us like three to four rounds. And I was always the one to get it. Speaking of being old, speaking of feeling old, like just, you know. I just wish I knew why and where. New year old me. (laughs) I don't know how I knew what it was, but as soon as you were like the electric truck, thing. I was like, oh yeah. I And then we made our way to the word Rivian. I think I need a mnemonic device to remember it is the Mm -hmm. problem. And I think it's like, I I don't know what it is. I think the word for me is just hard. Yeah. Um, It's an interesting brand in general. I, I really thought, I I, I thought in advance of this episode, whether or not I was going to utter this phrase, but I think it's the only way to say it, which is like, I thought it was electric cars for Republicans. I thought that it was electric cars that were like, you don't have to cut off your dick to care about the environment. Like you can do both. And I don't think I was completely wrong about that, but I think maybe that's evolving and changing. Like I went to their website. They have a picture of one of their dealerships on their front homepage. It looks exactly like an away storefront. 
Like it, it's, I, I think it looks like that piercing place. <laughs> you think um, it looks like a Rowan storefront. Rowan, yeah. So I it's it, got, I mean, it's, same difference, but you, yeah. And there's no language on the website that's like aggressively like cis hetero masculine. No, However, I mean, and the store design, basically what we mean by like in a way or Rowan mm-hmm. storefront is it looks like a women's lit book cover in that yeah. it's like blobs of paint colors. With sort a of like black rectangular sign with a sans serif white font yeah. for the logo. Yeah. yeah. But I, I know. Well, okay. So I've done a lot of thinking and a fair amount of discussing of, of Rivian in the last week and a half. Um, <laughs> and I was at a dinner party and someone's like big news that they had to announce at this dinner party was that they had recently gotten off after two years, the wait list for his for a Rivian. And he was so proud and excited to now have this new Rivian in his life. And he did say that he first sort of became aware of it because he was lamenting with a friend that there were no like cars that felt right for him these days, no car brands that felt like him and sort of like, like a guy's car. I don't know if he expressly said masculine. I could be sort of interpreting. Extrapolating. Yeah. Yeah. But he was like, and his friend was like, you know, what about the Rivian? And he was like, yeah, actually cool car. And the other reason that I thought this was that because I thought they only made pickup trucks. And his wife even said that for two years, she thought that they were getting a pickup truck and was like, why are we getting a pickup truck? Like we're a family of four in LA. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But where I I like that she, I really like that she was like, I'm just not going to get into it. (laughs) Yeah. No, that seemed to be the approach. She was just like, fine. I just, I can't. I, I, this is, I just can't. I got to choose my battles and this isn't yeah. going to be one. I'm going to accept the pickup truck when it comes into our lives. Okay. Yeah. So when I blurted out like impolitely and perhaps regrettably what my initial interpretation of Rivian as a brand had been, someone else jumped in and was like, nah, bro, Christian Bale has a Rivian and he fucking loves his Rivian. So then also the, the guy who then had the Rivian felt very validated and was like, fuck your Republican interpretation of my car. <laughs> Um, But here's the other like most important actually point about where we are placing Rivian in sort of the cultural matrix. And and it was important to have this conversation in L.A. where there are just more electric cars than I've ever seen in in anywhere on the planet. (laughs) Your alternative really is a Tesla. Yeah. If that's where you're shopping. Right. Like if that's the if this is the section of of exactly. Yeah. And so you want the Elon Musk car? So now I do feel like, yeah, maybe Rivian is the move for people who are looking for a car in this segment of the car auto market. I did see a decent amount of them in Los Angeles. So I think that I think that this is happening for Rivian. I I think also the wait list was really long. And so we're starting to see that like come through. The other thing Mm -hmm. that would sell me on this Mm -hmm. and it believe me, it would take it. (laughs) It takes a ton to make me care about a car. Yeah. Is their mascot. They have a mascot. Which who you surfaced. So he started as an animated character that was part of the security system, the gear guard, if you will. Mm-hmm. But when he started- Oh, that's what gear guard means. This whole time you and I were going back and forth about it, I was just like, oh, it's like protecting the gears of the car in a Claire, way that like I didn't know they needed to be protected. Very confusing, okay? You and I okay. spent like 15 minutes re- researching this mascot to yeah. get to this information. Mm-hmm. In the beginning- this animated creature who's like, looks like a Sasquatch is the vibe technically. So you immediately were like, is he inspired by Gritty? He definitely feels like he's met Gritty before. He's, he occupies to me like a very similar space in the culture as Gritty. Like they, they, like foreign exchange students, like, you know. (laughs) 1,000 percent. I, the, He's uh, like the German hiker version of Gritty. (laughs) 
You know what, though? To like also like bolster to, to justify my initial interpretation of this brand. It was founded in Florida. Rivian. <laughs> yeah. So I just want to say I was not so far off wherever I intuited this interpretation from. Gary presumably is a Floridian originally, a native Floridian. Well, so, OK, he, he is now called Gary. He didn't even have a name in the beginning. Oh, wow. He was he was born nameless. And then people started becoming fans. Some people were like this. I don't like this animated creature well, because he's unserious and if you're gonna have somebody guarding your rivian which is not an, an inexpensive car you want serious security yeah well apparently we're judging security guards by their looks <laughs> <laughs> i would say by their their genus like yeah. their species <laughs> their fortitude yeah their species yeah that's yeah. fair so eventually he got a name gary gary mm-hmm. the gear guard to me some constructive criticism Gary feels late. That feels like a lazy, that feels mm. like lazy. Just because you're like, it's just alliteration. It's just alliteration. Yeah. Like it's just, just alliteration. They clearly were like, shit, people care about this character. Yeah. We got to give him a name. I don't know, Gary. And now they sell a stuffed version of Gary on the site because Gary has become such a thing. And clearly the children love Gary and all of it, all of it. Who would, I mean, he seems pretty lovable. I don't, I've never been inside a Rivian, but I like Gary. Gary, so the thing to know about Gary, besides that he's a Sasquatch, is that he's wearing like on a sweatband. Head. He's wearing a little puffer vest. It's he's a red wearing, puffer vest that actually feels like a nod to both the finance bros of New York and the tech bros of Silicon Valley. So smart branding move. I think Rivian is He's wearing carefully. like baggies, basically. He's wearing he like is. ostensibly Patagonia baggies. Uh-huh. Like he has like a whole And then like a him. Chuck Taylor. Yeah. 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 Totally. Um, totally. He's 12 inches high. He weighs a pound. He is one of many pieces of Rivian merch you can buy in their gear shop. This The gear shop page scrolls on forever and ever. Wait, you there's can, a tent that you can put on top of your car and sleep in? Of course. Rivian sells I snow don't know peak if that's tongs. A to me. <laughs> what? That I don't think are branded as Rivian oh, as far as I can okay. tell, but that just like, I feel like they, they feel like it's appropriate brand alignment. You're like, this is, this is relevant to, to your interests if you're here. Here's what I want to say. I think I like Rivians. I think I think so. I think yeah, I, I feel pretty yeah. good about Rivians. I have always wanted an SUV. I don't need one, but I've always wanted one. If I had all the money in the world, why wouldn't I get a Rivian SUV? Totally. I wouldn't get the pickup truck. I don't I've never really wanted a pickup truck, but a Rivian it seems like a nice car. Our our dinner party friend was happy about it. I still feel guilty that I told him that I thought it was a different type of brand than I think it actually is. Love it. I love it. I have two things to talk about that are related to 2024 in out lists, which you know what I hope is out for 2025? These fuckers. Well, this was was so funny. You added these to our, our agenda and I was like, sure. I had no idea people were talking about these things because every time I saw one of those in and out lists, I was like, I'm not reading I'm that out. whole thing. I'm out it's so long. so long. It was that tweet come to life that like, I'm not reading all that, but I'm happy for you. Or sorry that happened. I don't know, Claire. It was all just, it was a lot. I get it. And I like, I, I generally embrace the reinvention of resolutions that we go through every year where we're like, this year we're not making resolutions. We're just doing <laughs> something else adjacent, which like, I don't mind, you know, the more or less. Resolution culture rebranded, diet culture rebranded. We just keep trying to make something old new again. That's right. So like, I'm fine with it. And I guess maybe if I wanted 
to look at my phone more than I already do, I would have read them. I just, I'm, I'm glad that you did to, to I be did. the trend tracker in this. I consume them for the both of us. Thank you. So there are two things that were listed as in that I would like to discuss. One was repeating outfits. <laughs> this was in. It was on so many lists that I saw for 2024. I guess my big question is really just like, who are you that you were not doing this before? <laughs> I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull in an MGI here. Please. My most generous interpretation of this is that people meant repeating outfits at special events or like events in general or like in places where you're going to be seen and photographed. That is my MGI of the situation. But I, beyond that, I've got nothing. We are not Anna Wintour. No <laughs> one cares what we're wearing to like, first of all, on a day-to-day basis, but even yeah. like at a wedding or whatever, who cares yeah. if someone has seen you in a dress already? I mean, truly, even if you're a fashion blogger who's posting right. your outfits all the time. Yeah. No, I, right. yeah. Yeah. I just, if an outfit is good, it bears repeating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I agree. I mean, I know you don't. That, <laughs> I know you don't contest this. I, I don't just, contest I, it at all. I, yeah. I'm just surprised that this is something that people are like thinking about talking about or, or adding to their lists for the purposes of filling them out. I'm not sure. I, I saw this tweet that you felt relevant to this. It's from Flower Child Tweets. She wrote, the phrase outfit repeater is so crazy. Bitch, I'm wearing my clothes. <laughs> Perfect. The other thing that was on a bunch of in-out lists as an in was going to the movies. And this one, I was like, yes. I agree. And I think it's important to hold space for this. You and Nicole Kidman both. Me and Nicole both. We both yeah. feel so strongly. She's making more money off the pursuit than I am. <laughs> but that's the only difference. I just feel <laughs> I just feel like some of my best 2023 outings were to the movies. I hadn't reflected upon it until you brought this up. But I was like, wow, I did go to the movies way more this year than I've gone in a really long time. And I mean, like, not even just like since the pandemic, like yeah, no, pandemic, this, like this, this calendar year. year for sure. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. I, I like not on purpose saw the era's movie four times. So that alone is probably like that. If it had just been that, if that was the only time I went to the movie theater this year, that's still, I would have spent more time collectively in a theater than I had in like the previous five years. That's it. That's it. I, I went with groups. We saw Magic Mike. We saw Barbie. We saw eras. Yes. Sometimes as dates. I saw poor things. We yeah. saw Priscilla and Bottoms. Also yeah. eras. I saw some stuff by myself. Who did you go? You saw eras with Thomas? Yeah. I didn't know that. What did he yeah. think? Yeah, you did. Oh, I did? No, not Eras. No, not, sorry, I didn't see Eras with Thomas. Oh, okay. I saw Barbie with Thomas. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. I got that wrong. And then sometimes when by myself, I saw Past Lives and Fallen Leaves. I saw Past I Lives by myself, too. It's a great by yourself movie. Great by yourself movie. Yeah. I just think that like a by yourself movie outing is also so delightful and fun and just feels like an escape. I um, agree completely. I yeah. Do. Chris goes to the movies by himself a lot and- it is one of those things where you're like, oh, as a parent, I can still go see a movie if I do it by myself. Because like, yeah, because I will say one of the things that I think prevents me from going to the movies more is if I'm seeing a friend, I'm like, well, we're not going to get to talk. We're not going to get to talk. And if we yeah. do like I don't have time for a six hour date with you. So I'd rather just go to a restaurant with you. I so think then, that's right. Yeah. So I yeah. See him by yourself, you know? See him by yourself. You have like an hour and a half, if you're lucky, three hours more likely. Yeah, um, an hour of time without your phone. Yeah. There's so few hour and a half movies these days. I know. I wish. I mean, 90 minutes perfect length of movie, 45 minutes perfect exercise class. Like, this is what we need. Yeah. 
I loved this Grub Street diet from the New York Times book critic Dwight Garner. And one of the things in it is that he talks about for many years, I've had the same routine on Tuesday nights. I have dinner in a diner with my friend Will, who was my freshman year roommate in college. Then we go to a movie. It's a highlight of my week. There to rescue me if I've had a bummer weekend. My wife, Cree, who has higher cinematic standards, will join us if she approves of the movie. What a I think life. it was the same diner most times. Like, it just felt like a thing where I was yeah. like, wow, this is like making this like a regularly scheduled thing feels really fun and smart and also kind of forces you to stick with, to, to have that experience of choosing among the movies that are being presented to you in a way that is so unlike how we consume most content these days where there's just like such a flood of it. Mm-hmm. There's a glut. And this is being like, it's like having cable of just yes. being like, oh, here are the 10 things showing. I guess I'll choose one. <sighs> I hadn't thought about that. But I think that's very relevant. The limit, yeah. the limitations of choice is really huge because you're right. I'm so overwhelmed. So many times when I want to turn on the TV, I'm like, where do I start? I don't know where to go. Well, I feel like I have to research and learn so much. Yeah, before. and you have to keep a list. But like if you're going to the movies, you're very limited in your choice. That's, that's a, it's an important point. I yeah. think you're right. I need there to be one or both of the following. We need more children's movies in theaters. Everybody's sending them straight to streaming. I remember seeing so many movies in the theater as a kid. Yeah. None of them. Well, it is a thing to do with your child. It is a thing to do with your child on a rainy day. It's a thing to fill an afternoon. Like this feels like an answer. just minions. And I don't approve (laughs) of minions. Always just minions. If we are not going to do that, or if we are going to do that and would like to level up, why do movie theaters not have childcare like gyms have? Give me a three-hour block of childcare so that my husband and I can can go see a movie together that's not appropriate for my kid. Like, I'm not even asking you to show my kid a movie and, like, watch him. Just, like, put him in a play space, you know? Gyms do this. Yeah. I Life, would Lifetime Fitness has built an entire business model, I feel like, on the back of this. It's so expensive to buy movie theater tickets and movie theater snacks and pay for a babysitter. Like, I feel like they could still charge a lot and have it. And it'd be a better deal. Yeah. 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 No, I think this is right. One or the other or both. We got to get, we got to get going and we got to get more kids movies that parents would like. Yeah. They were working on that one for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) I do think the shorter would help at least. And if you don't like it, it's not three hours. Yeah. Also just like kind, all these movies are mean. Minions are mean. Yeah. (laughs) Kind. Yeah. More kind movies, please. Yeah. All right. Well, that that's our um, su- those are our suggestions for the world. Yeah, take for, it or leave it. Yeah, that's the show. This has been a production of Dear Media, and we are so grateful to the talented team over there for helping us make this podcast happen, especially our wonderful producer, Olivia Mead. You can follow us on Instagram at a thing or two HQ. If you have ideas for the show or want to advertise, email podcast at a thing or two HQ.com. Find show notes and sign up for our newsletter at a thing or two HQ.com. And if you love our show, you'll also want to join our Geneva. Lots of good chatter happening there. note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.